SFL Nation and welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decided to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. Really appreciate it y'all. So as you can see I am rolling solo this week. Um, I did have a special guest host but had to cancel so no worries. I'll be happy to have him on next week as a special guest if he has the time to. I'd love to have him but as you know the show must go on. So I do have my week five review, my peak, my picks for week six, and then I'm going to be doing a special mock draft review from um, Mike Tenscrew, who was gracious enough to provide all the content creators of the SFL with his personal thoughts on um, the the draft. If, if, if the draft happened today, who would be taken in what position? So very interesting and uh, who just made the board who kind of fell down all of that good stuff and then my fourth and goal interview features running back and now GM of the Baltimore Vultures T-Roy Gaines and then I have um, Long Star Glory well former Long Star Glory member I should say um, he is now a free agent linebacker slash head coach slash offensive coordinator Mr. Brian Craven. So, Mr. T-Roy Gaines, Mr. Brian Craven, thank you for taking time out to be on the show. Glad to have you. So, let's get started. So, uh, oh, I meant to also mention that Mike Tenscrew was also a part of the Madison Lynx uh, season, uh, SFLM season one championship team. So, absolutely amazing to hear from him and get some... Um, you know, input on where he thinks uh, the rookies, this rookies are going for season 17. So SFL in week five action. I chose the Madison Lynx, the Ottawa Calvary, the Lexington Miners, and the Tacoma Grizzlies to win their game. So let's see how well we did, shall we? All right. So the Lexington Miners took on the Memphis River Runners and the River Runners won 24 to 17. I was wrong about this game. Passing, the River Runners had 187 yards. They had 51 yards rushing for 238 yards total. Their time of possession was 14 minutes and I'm sorry, 18 minutes and 43 seconds with zero turnovers. The Miners had 216 yards passing, 78 yards rushing for 294 yards total. Their time of possession was 24 minutes, 50 seconds with two mistakes. Obviously, with the two mistakes that the Miners made, made a difference in this game. They held the ball longer. They had more passing and rushing yardage than the River Runners. But when you have the ball going the wrong way, that could definitely make a difference in you winning and losing. Um, halfback GP Wells was the player of the game. 27 attempts. 52 yards, one touchdown, 25 reception yards, and one reception touchdown. Congratulations. The Birmingham Fuel took on the Madison Lynx, and the Lynx won 19-3. I was right about this game. 
The Birmingham Fuel had 178 yards passing and only 64 yards rushing, 242 yards total. Their time of possession is 21 minutes, 33 seconds with one mistake. The Madison Lynx had 248 yards passing, 51 yards rushing, 299 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 27 seconds with no mistakes. So um, Birmingham has been struggling all season. Um, and they do have some bugs that they just have to get out of their system. So Madison took full advantage of that, um, showing significant difference in the passing and, um, well, the passing game particularly. Rushing Birmingham did a bit better than that for them. But, um, yeah, those points do matter. They held the ball for maybe a minute longer. But, again, Birmingham with the one turnover and not being able to really pass the ball the way they need to, I think they, uh, that's one of the reasons why they lost this game. But the player of the game was wide receiver, Yusis Denanova. Please forgive me if I messed that up. He had 13 receptions, 155 yards, 11.9 yards per catch. The San Jose flight took on the Ottawa Calvary, and the Calvary won 20-6. I was right about this game, too. Um, the San Jose flight had 205 yards passing, 95 yards rushing with 300 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 15 seconds with two turnovers. The Ottawa Calvary had 271 yards passing, but only 27 yards rushing uh, for 298 yards total. They held the ball for 20 minutes, 20 seconds with two mistakes, and it looks like the Ottawa Calvary just... You know, kind of, they, they, the score kind of doesn't reflect what the, the numbers say because, you know, you have 271 yards passing, which they had a great passing game, um, but only 27 yards rushing. I can easily see that going the flight's way because they at least had 96 yards. But, um, again, both of them were evenly matched in the turnover ratio, so I think it was just Ottawa's better passing game that definitely put them over the edge. Uh, speaking of passing game, it was for this man, Mr. Wide Receiver Ryan Roosevelt. He was the player of the game that probably added to the reason why they had such a great passing game. With 11 receptions, 129 yards, one touchdown, and an average 11.7 yards per catch. Lastly, the Tacoma Grizzlies took on the Salt Lake City Rustlers, and the Rustlers won 16-3. And I do believe that I was wrong about this game. Yes, I was definitely wrong about this one. Um, Tacoma had 162 yards passing, 43 yards rushing, 205 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 5 seconds with 3 mistakes. The Salt Lake City Rustlers had 263 yards passing, 43 yards rushing, 306 yards total. They held the ball for 23 minutes, 41 seconds with one mistake. So not only did the Salt Lake Rustlers make less mistakes, um, they had a better passing game. They were both evenly matched in the running game. So the defenses were, were very good at stopping their running backs from getting so many yards. But unfortunately, um, Tacoma's defense was not able to stop the passing game of the Salt Lake City Rustlers, thus the win of the game. And player of the game was Tommy Utah, quarterback. 
with 29 reception, I'm sorry, 29 completions out of 36 attempts, 263 yards, one touchdown, and a quarterback rating of 94.8. All right, so that was it. You know, I actually got, looks like three rights and, uh, wait a minute, I think I'm actually, you know, it's two and two, actually. Two right, two wrong this week. So, you know, some of y'all didn't like what I had to say, so y'all changed it. So, hey, good. Either way, congratulations to y'all. Glad you guys, you rookies are out there having a great time. I'm glad you SFL M coaches are out there doing your thing, too, because I have been seeing significant um, changes from every season. So, kudos to all of you for everything you do. And Andrew Rasticelli for keeping everything moving because that, that's a hard job in itself. I can only understand what he goes through as well as Cam. So kudos to you as well. All right. So this Friday, the Albuquerque Adams will be taking on the Madison Lynx. And I am going to go, well, this is, I'm sorry, let me back up. Sliding into week six action right now. And if you want to see these schedules, please visit our website at www.simulationfl.net. Be able to pull up all of these information, all of these, uh, the stats from each team, um, including SFLM, uh, schedules, uh, this coming schedule for uh, both majors and SFLM. Um, we also have great podcasts, articles, things to keep you kind of busy, as well as you're able to join our Discord from that page. So do that. You'll be able to keep up with all the latest of SFL information. So sliding back into what I was saying earlier, that the Albuquerque Adams will be playing the Madison Lynx this Friday. And I am thinking the the Mad- the um, sorry, the Albuquerque Adams are going to take this win. They have fresh legs. They had a bye week last week. They've been A1 since the season started pretty much. I don't think they've lost a game yet. Um, so I think they're going to come in trucking. You know, the Williams brothers have been doing their thing over there. So we're going to see how it all works out. The Lexington Miners will be taking on the Tacoma Grizzlies. And ooh, both of them are coming off fresh losses. Um, I think both of them are going to really want it. So it's going to come down with this game to have who has the ball last. I think I'm going to give a slight edge to the Lexington Miners, though. Um, <clears throat> now, when I say slight, maybe about a three-point difference. Um, but I think that the Miners are going to win this game. A little bit more stacked on the offense. Um, Tacoma does have Brad Jones, you know, but it looks like they had an answer for him this week. So if... Lexington can actually stop them, perhaps um, slow down that passing game. They probably have a shot, so we'll see. Lexington on this one. The Ottawa Calvary will be taking on the Memphis River Runnage, which should be a fantastic game to watch. Um, Ottawa is coming off a fresh win as well as the Memphis River Runners this week. So it's going to be kind of difficult to choose. Definitely, uh Man, I want to give it to the River Runners, though. I think Ottawa can be a little bit... You don't know what to expect from Ottawa. You don't know which offense. Kind of like the Carolina Skyhawks, um, I was told. You don't know what kind of offense that you're going to get, you know, per game. So I think that they won this game last week. I think that they're 
that the Memphis River Runners is going to take this win this week, you know. Um, and then lastly, the Salt Lake City Rustlers will be taking on the San Jose flight with the way that the Salt Lake City Rustlers have been playing. I think I am going to go with them. San Jose is not no slouch either. Um, they have been, you know, making significant strides as well. But I think that Salt Lake City is just going to kind of have that little, I think maybe like a three point to seven point difference in the score. And I think they're gonna come out with the win. So like I said, please don't think I'm being mean. Don't think I'm being, you know, biased or anything, but these are just my thoughts, my opinions, you know, don't mean no harm. We wish all of you good luck and things like that. And hey, if you have any comments, just put them in our comment section so I can read them and um, let me know what you're thinking about everything, all right? So, we slide on over to Mr. Mike Tenscrew's Mock Draft. All right, so we have here on the screen his, um, his take basically on with all of the rookies in place. On the green, I don't know if you all can actually see it on your screen on your side, but um, the green will be up from last week. Pink will be, or like, yeah, I guess pink would be down from last week. White will be no change in from where they were from last week. And the tannish color will be first week on the board. So in the quarterback division, we have Joseph Green up from last week while OJ Bruin is actually down. Um, Tommy Utah is still sitting uh, pretty at number three. We have David Burr that moved up from last week. Um, Scar Patterson actually moved down. Eric Price is still at number six. Uh, Trellis Blanton has moved up from last week. Johnny Reno has moved down from last week. And we have Gene Struthers sitting at the number nine position for quarterbacks. Um, for running backs, we have Douglas Brown moving up from last week with Bailey O'Shaughnessy moving down. Brad Jones moved up one notch and Jimmy Hazard moved down. Um, have GP Wells, Brooke Basil, Randy Squarebush, Trey Finnick, and Adrian Ellis all in the fifth through the ninth positions. On the fullback part of, of everything, we have Alex, Aaron Alexander, Terrell Sutherland, Hans, Hansori, <clears throat> Hanzo, Paul Ramo, and Chris Bryden all sitting in their same positions as they were last week in the fullback position. <clears throat> And for wide receivers, um, I did notice that Nick Lockett and Henry Meyer III did slide down from their rankings from last week. But David Gennaris, Mike Savage, Josh Stiles, Mike Churchill, and Ezra Adams have moved up in the rankings. Um, number one would be Nate Ritters, followed by Kelsey Brown with Justin Black Justice, excuse me, Blackwell, Shane Kaufman, and Ryan Roosevelt. Coming in the eighth position would be Uses Nanova and Doug Spelling. And coming in the last four positions would be Logan Strange, Ace, Sharp, Zachary Patton, and Oregon Darby. The tight end position includes Pauly Truth, Jim Copeland Jr., and Rupert Westerlode. Now, please forgive me, guys, if I mess up your name. I, that is not my intention. But you all have some very interesting names. Um, all sitting in the one through three position did not move and Bill Henry and Eric Ketchum I like that for a tight end, Ketchum um, 
moved up from last week, while Tylon Steele, Caesar Ackerman, and Yaren Hammer have moved down. And welcome to the rookie board, Anthony Delano. Offensive lineman, Perian Alra, still in number one position, while Nathan, Fu Nathan Furry and Z Cummings moved up a couple notches. Aiden Bleeker moved down a notch. Uh, Johnny Van Mann, Patrick Kelly, Brian Finch are all sitting at the fifth, sixth, and seventh positions. The same as last week, while Mitchell Wins Witters has jumped on the board. So welcome, Mitchell. Defensive end, we have John Laley moving up to the number one spot while Borgen Sparrow, Sparrow um, has fallen down to the number one, I'm sorry, the number two spot. You have Frank Stackhouse, John Swift, Mike Briley, Morgan Mills, Marcus Sledge, uh, and yeah, Marcus Sledge sitting, go, sitting three through number seven. And then first week on the board was Mr. Matthew Holford. Welcome. While Miss Julius, Mr. Julius Maximus has slid down one to the number nine position. Defensive tackle includes Robert Caron, Chance Wall, T.C. Turner, and Isaac Forster, all sitting in the same positions that they were last week, one through four. Linebackers, you have Axel Raven, London Thunderman, Garrett Hudson, Stefan Forge, Stephen Black, and David Ware all sitting between the one and six positions, while Earl Fields the fifth, the fifth and Taz Blackwell have moved up in their positions, Miles Gibson has moved down. And starting from number 10 on down will be John Martin, Boogie Barr, Philadelphia Collins, Derek Williams, Zed Markoff, Yelkov Zolotov, Kay Shine are all um, sitting to those positions. And first up on the board, first time on the board, Josh Slap, Jaleel Usman, and Zeus Howard. Quarterback, we have Cody Griffin, Jihad Brody uh, sitting in the number one and two positions. Up from last week would be Don Fletcher, and down from last week would be Jermaine Menefield. Savior, Savior Hawkins, um, Terrell, I'm sorry, Terrence Pearson, Jay Rock, Daryl Bullock, Ty Woodson, Laquan Smith, Daniel, Daniel Valentine are all sitting between five and 16 positions. I'm sorry, no, excuse me. That would be 10 and 15 positions. And then we want to welcome Royce Vance onto the rookie board while Josh Ramsey has slipped to number 13. Free safeties, Isaiah King III and Justin Rezai are sitting at pretty at number one and two. Danny Wright has actually moved up in the power rankings um, while Josh Rowe has moved down. Then you have Gerald D. Gerald D. Gone. You have Deshaun Evans, Mike Lister, Ronnie Renfo, Amari Rari have are uh, still in the same positions as they were last week. While we welcome Kenny Miller and Cyrus Jive onto the board. Strong safety. Sitting at the number one and two positions are Don, uh, Dante Grimm and Frank Cluster. We have Miss Isabella Blackwell. How you doing, girl? Moving up in the power rankings. Uh, with Mike Jones actually moving down, we have Harry Husky, Nana LaHaye, 
sitting at number five and six, while Bryant James, Adrian Blaine, and Kenny Slider have moved up in their positions. Danny Sacklanders, please, like I said, forgive me, guys. And Terrence Witty, Terrence Weary, sitting at number ten and eleven spots. Kicker, punter position. Dane Morrow and Paul T. Powalski sitting at number one and two. So that was the power rankings. That's every rookie that is in the league right now. Um, if you watch closely, you'll be able to see them actually moving up and down every week. Um, Mike Tinscrew is very good at updating all of this information. So you can actually go to his Twitter handle at V-I-S-I-G-O-T-H-V-W-O. Or just simply look up Tinscrew and it'll take you right to him, all right? Next up, we have my fourth and goal interviews. Enjoy. All right. Everybody, welcome back to my first fourth, fourth and goal interview with tonight's guest, Mr. T. Roy Gaines, the Baltimore Vultures. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing fine, Ashley. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's a long time no see, brother. You know, you started off on the show, you know, doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you had to go. So it is good to have you back. See, I followed my status on Discord. If I'm ever online, people see underneath my name is Incognito. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> see, it worked a little bit, right? Yeah, a little it worked bit. Out. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, man. So I just wanted to know, you know, besides how you doing? And first question: How did you think that? overall your season went with the Baltimore Vultures your season and then the team season all right my season four it was horrible I'm not gonna sugarcoat it uh worse uh season per wise uh it's just it was bad <laughs> it cannot uh sugarcoat it at all uh but uh he was able to get the wins in spite of my uh, poor performance this year and that's the reason why we're gonna be getting a new halfback for sure uh, but uh, personal wise, it's stuck. <laughs> I just, just can't uh, say anything better than that. Uh, but the team wise, we did well in spite of my poor performance. We was able to make the playoffs and able to get to the quarterfinals. We didn't have to do a wild card game, so we went straight to the quarterfinals. Got a good win against Lone Star. Unfortunately, season ended earlier than we wanted against Ford. Overall, while we're not happy we didn't repeat, you know, it was still a good season when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I must agree. You know, I did notice a change in your performance. And I was curious as to whether it was the legend settings that Cam now has on with us. Um, or is it, you know, is it is it just things are changing in the league? Is it because, you know, other people? Because I see with the London Knights, that was the only time. Let me make sure. That was the only time that you actually had over 100 yards. This season, yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. Be real, uh, for the uh, balance running back was which while was uh last season, I think only two balance running backs existed, and both me and the other person got their butts kicked. <laughs> so, if you were a power back or a finesse back, you had a great season, and if you weren't, you're like me now out of, of job as a running back. So <laughs> Well, 
and I'm sure that's not going to be for too long, but can, for those that don't know the differences between the power back, the running back, and the balance back, would you care to just kind of give the differences for me? All right, so the difference was uh, power backs, like I was before season 15, you're able to basically break tackles in a more physical way like Jared McChesley has been doing, or if, you, if you've been around for a while, like Zach Sandlin before he left the league, or like if you want to compare it to NFL player, uh, Derek Hank tackles and then have a 20 to 30 carry game for over 100 yards, and you can route the defense in a physical way. But next back are the speedy backs. Um, I'll say BDG is one of those. I'm trying to think who else was a speedy back. I can't uh, think of that now. But uh, look at the SFL M, you now see the players that are around doing power and speed. They're not too many people. I'm not for sure how many are. Or our speed backs are the ones that are currently doing well in the SFLM, if I'm not mistaken. The bounce back is kind of like a person who doesn't know what they want to do in a relationship. They're not committed. <laughs> they don't know if they want to be one or the other, in or out. So that's uh, basically what a bounce back is. They can get stuff done, but not in the legend settings. Gotcha. I think the one of the ways I heard it described was you're good at everything but not great at anything it's it's right. <laughs> you know so yeah i mean it is something you know to take into consideration especially since you have been a balanced back for so long i mean you've been in the season since season 11 you know mm-hmm. in the league i should say since season 11 so um it's it's crazy what of the change in settings will do to your player so um I mean, but like it wasn't too terrible, but it was not the the T Roy that we were used to getting those large numbers. But I'm sure you got something in the works for that. Yes, we do. Can't um, say anything about that, but yes, we do. <laughs> dang it! I was trying. To, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, as far as broadcasting and um, podcasts, for a mm-hmm. minute you stop. Can you hear me? Oh. I hear you. Oh, so for a minute, you kind of stopped. You kind of took a, a back seat to that. Mm-hmm. Um, was there something going on, you know, that you want to kind of focus on, you know, personal life? Did you want to kind of focus on the team a little bit more? Why did you stop for a minute? One bad juju, because <laughs> I think that does that does count. Uh, the main thing is, yeah, not involved in the league. That had drastically affected me big time to the point where I needed to just step back and just focus on the team because that was my only joy that I was getting uh, during that season. So that time frame from when I stopped doing podcasts, I think it was week three of the SFL season up until the SFLM season started back up. Uh, um, And I knew that with my attitude at that point, I wasn't going to get quality work (laughs) that'll be worthy of being on a podcast or worthy of being a uh, being on the broadcasting team. I even told Mike Daggs that as well, the broadcast director. So it was time for me to step away. I told Mike that, hey, when the SFL season comes back around, I'll be happy to rejoin. Only reason why I'm been gone for 
it'll be two weeks now because next week I'll be back in the booth for SFLM. But uh, I guess during that time, I got named the GM of Baltimore. I was already the vice president, so I got named GM. So I'm doing GM duties and things are getting better. But yeah, the main reason is that life, real life, RL was this uh, was seriously kicking my butt. If uh, some folks even noticed it on Facebook, like, hey, why don't I see you on Facebook anymore? Because I'm friended everybody. <laughs> I got that depressed, and I didn't want to spill my life story out anymore. So it's like, yeah, everybody had to go. <laughs> it was nobody's fault. It's just that I didn't feel like airing out anything for a while. And I definitely understand that, man. Sometimes you do got to kind of take a step back and, um, you know, handle things like that. But, um, I'm assuming since you are with the SFLM and you're doing the broadcasting there, that everything is kind of, you know, washed, passed over every, uh, the, the issues that you were having are kind of uh, under control, I should say. It's better now than it was even, I want to say, last month. It got, it really, I think, yeah, can you see more gray in my chin now? <laughs> <laughs> the stress that was I was getting, I had is yours for a while since I stopped caring. But, uh, now uh, everything's getting better so good that's good to know that's very good to know um so tell me what is some advice that you want to give some of the upcoming rookies um that are joining the league that want to be um that are, are trying to decide where they want to take their player and how to progress their player what are some some pointers for them well, it all depends on if you're trying to join a team. You want to look at the player openings and see if your player's going to be able to match what uh, the teams are looking for in the SFL. If so, you want to progress or talk to your coaches, see if you can get your player to match that style in hopes that you get drafted. The team, hopefully, we will draft you by in the league itself, GMs or the owners, both. Um, let them know. That hey, I'm interested in joining your team at this position. We will talk to you and let you know, hey, good fit or not right away. If you are, of course, nobody can commit to anything yet because it's not draft time yet. But we will make sure. And I'm talking about we, as in the collective group of the owners, the GMs, will you know keep in touch with you and um, work with you if you need any help. Just text, DM, contact anytime. I mentioned this on Dave X's show. I mentioned on here. If you're going to, if you need to promote yourself as an old lineman, one, just look at how your running back is doing. If he's having a good season, it's most likely because of you leading the way and blocking. If your quarterback didn't get sacked so many times, it's most likely because of you. So there's one way to promote yourself in a position that really doesn't get any shine in the stats category. So that's an example of what you can do to promote yourself. So promote yourself. You can find ways to do so. Okay. And then, of course, being in chat, and people do notice that in Gen Chat and, and um and the game chat on YouTube when we're watching the games, people do notice how you respond. So if you guys are doing poorly and you we see you being positive in spite of that fact, that's going to be a huge positive that any team is looking forward to. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Good advice. And um, congratulations on becoming GM. You know? Thank you. It only, it only took you a oh, few seasons. Oh, that surprised seasons. me. It only took I wasn't even season. thinking about that. 
I wasn't even trying to do that. It's just it, KTJ came and uh, DM me while I was at work. It's like, hey, uh, me and TPAT would like to see if you want to be a GM too. It's like, you're already vice president. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I wasn't even attempting to be a GM here, but hey, it's just like me being a vice president. It wasn't even attempting to be that. It just happened. So I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity opportunity gotcha gotcha man that is that is a you know it's an honor to be bestowed upon but you know it's something that always kind of intrigued me about you is that you are probably one of the you are so hard on yourself like in the chats mm -hmm. like when you're looking at your performances when i notice you in you know watching your game like there you get into it like seriously why You repeat that sure. I'm sorry no no worries no worries so when you are in the games when you're when, when you're watching the games and when you are um in the chat I noticed that you are super hard on yourself sometimes why is that yeah because my performance I think my team is depending on how I perform if I perform well and we're a balanced attack, then other teams cannot focus on one thing. They can focus poorly. I knew that, unfortunately, Jack had to throw the ball way more times than he needed to. And that presents more opportunities for turnovers, unfortunately. And Jack had a rough season because of that. Our offense struggled because of my play. So I knew, and that's the reason why I'm hard on myself, that uh, if I don't help balance things out our team's going to struggle on offense and while we had games where we just scored 100 yards once this season that's not good that's not going to be even noteworthy for me making the pro bowl this year so i'm definitely not expecting that this year after i've been there the last two seasons uh if our offense was a little bit more balanced of me doing my part uh there would be a good chance we've been in that championship game against uh denver if I was able to be more consistent than what I was, if I was able to perform like Machesty did, like Bullet Bletsky did, like Doyle had, like R.E. Mills had, those are the four running backs that made it to the championship game. Uh, we would have been in that championship game. Defenses didn't have to worry about the running game, so they'll be able to key off the passing game, and we hurt tremendously. So that's why I'm hard on myself. It's like, hey, if I don't do well, opposing teams ain't going to worry about the running game. They can just force our quarterback to throw the football 50 times because there's those running game whatsoever. So that's why, because I knew what's on the line if I don't do it. Gotcha. So, so as GM, are you going to be kind of hands-on with the playbook or are you going to be kind of just dealing with the locker room in a sense? It's still going to be locker room stuff. Only thing I won't be doing is playbook because I don't have an Xbox 360 and I don't have all pro football 2K8. What my responsibilities has grown to be is, you know, talking to free agents. I'll be working with contracts, talking to rookies, trying to get everybody signed, trying to get everybody to do their progressions and make sure everything's done on time. So any other behind the scenes duties that involves GM, I think you're GM yourself, right? I'll be doing more of that stuff, except I just won't be able to do anything playbook wise. Cause again, nope. Xbox 360. <laughs> no, for football, 2K. But other stuff, yes, I'll be involved in. 
can't hide now. So on a draft seat, I guess when it's draft time, I will have to be on TV again. Yep. Yeah, sure that will. sucks. I hope that the draft is after I work. You're uh, that work and not during it. Otherwise, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that was absolutely amazing to be able to be a part of that last year. Um, I had never done anything like that. You know, you kind of have a little nerves because you're actually on television, but. At the same time, it kind of goes away once everything starts up. And uh, the only thing I will advise you to do is make sure you have a nice rookie list ready. You know, <laughs> I wish I would have done that a little bit better as far as having all of the, the different rookies like right in front of me. We had a spreadsheet we were using, but I was trying to kind of view and it, it just wasn't working out. But since I know what to expect, now I can be better prepared. But, you know, right. you're a broadcaster. So, of course, you got it. You got it. Yeah, I, I should you- be fine. But I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about, you know, being on Zoom like this when it's time for me to make the pick. I wasn't talking about being on the actual show. <laughs> you went a little bit higher, farther than I was going on that one. <laughs> oh, I don't man. think I can. Be- well, see, I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about being on the draft show because of the because I'm not for sure I'm going to be up for that long <laughs> I don't know how long this draft's going to be there's like there's at least unless something changes Baltimore should be picking near the end of the draft so as long as I don't have to be there from the start to the end I just have that one part and I'm good so I ain't going to be on that show for the whole time no I mean but I think no. that that is that is kind of optional though. So if you just want to be able to put the name in the room that whomever y'all, you know, gonna wind up draft, drafting at that time, then you can do that. But if you want to be on it or if you can, you know, then yeah, that's that's something that's kind of optional though. But you know, I understand you're getting old, you can't hang out like you used to. I, I get that. See, it's not like I was a bouncer what I had all the time in the world. Now <laughs> I'm super busy. Yeah, I get that. You know, that such is life, man. Things change and it looks like it's, you know, going in a positive direction for you. So I'm really happy to uh, to 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 be able to be a witness to that because, you know, I have seen you with the struggles and now it seems like you're coming out good on the other side. So that's good. So without giving out too much information, because I know you can't. Um, what are your plans for season 17? Do you plan on getting back into broadcasting despite the juju or do you, um, do you, are you going to kind of hold off? Like how, what, what are your plans? And even for your, I can't ask you for your player, but. <laughs> now my plans in the, uh, public eye won't be won't be changing i won't be in the broadcast booth for the major leagues i'm gonna stay out from that and so when i do broadcasting it'll be sflm basically until they say i can't do it anymore and so that's it so i'm uh nothing against the sfl broadcast stuff is going on it's easier for me work-wise to do the sflm uh when it comes to my player uh, I think Rostelli said that I can mention something, but uh, in respect to uh, TJ, I'm still going to wait until anything 
officially made. Uh, I know part of my fear is what happened with other teams where they had players who prematured their contract and they couldn't sign on to the team that they thought they were going to sign on. And I don't want to repeat that, especially uh, I just don't want that to happen. We don't want to ruin anything. So, uh, But the goal is for us is to get a new halfback, uh, get a new linebacker, and get ready to do our best to repeat. Uh, not repeat. We can't do that. That failed. <laughs> but do our best to get back into the playoffs and hopefully it ring this season as early as the season. We hope so. I know everybody's like, heck no, we ain't going to let you do that. But, you know, that's the goal. I think everybody's goal is to make the championship. If they're not, they're not uh, planning, not doing it right. So the, everybody's goal is to make it to that final game, to be part of that great broadcast, that experience. And we want to be a part of that again. Because, man, you saw that hype deal that Bo Martin did, one of your uh, partners earlier. It was amazing. I want to be a part of that. It was so dope. Yeah. Like, that got me excited, and I went nowhere near it. You know what I mean? So, I get it. I was muted. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) Ashley, you're the one supposed to be a pro at this, not me. (laughs) Listen... Mistakes happen, man. That was just a step. I, you know, I got a little bit Trust. too excited. I guess. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't on national TV. I think I did a broadcast just to make a mistake. Uh, now it's one of my mistakes. I think I did a broadcast. Me and Jeremy uh, Vega, the Nightwings owner, did a game, and I accidentally called him Steve because I had Stephen Hacker as the broadcast the week before. And I was like, oh my god, why the. I don't even know why I went there calling him Stephen Bax. I think this is when I was still a bouncer at the time, but I felt so bad because I didn't want to disrespect Jeremy like that, but I called him Steven. So I think it was on a televised broadcast. So I felt extremely bad during that I mean, game. But for all all they knew that his name could have been Steven, but you know how people change their name in the league. You know, that Jeremy could be You don't name. need to add any more fuel to... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help you. Don't need to add any, nah, that's okay. We don't need to add any more fuel to Jeremy's fire, man. He when he's motivated, he's gonna whoop everybody's butt. So I said the <laughs> wrong thing too. I was about to say the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about Denver winning the championship? Uh it was very good. They were they were butt kickers this year. Uh, they whooped my team's butt and whooped my butt. Uh, personally, uh, earlier that year, they were just dominant in all phases of the game. I mean, you guys almost got them. I was, you know, I was that would have been a you guys were that closest to beat Arizona. I'm oh, sorry, beat uh, see, I did it right there, <laughs> closest to beat Denver besides Demond's team. So, yeah. I was rooting for you guys solely because of that factor. And you know, I'm friends with you guys, but also, uh, with Denver. We used, there's one player that on our team as a non-contract fullback, and that's R.E. Mills. So I was lit personally for him for Kramer uh, Jack. Epic of ways was his whole walk-off field goal for the pick. So, you know, even though I just said that, every on this legend setting, and it's, it was very impressive. And they deserved that second ring this year. Hopefully, uh, we'll find the magic that Jeremy had and be able to duplicate that success so we can keep it from being easy for Denver to repeat. So I think 
much like when you're introducing something and everybody's trying to get a feel for it. I think that this season is going to be different because people have actually ran since they've they played games. They understand kind of, of what legend set, the, the differences between the normal settings and what legend settings have to offer. So I think that it will be a more even more competitive this season than it was last season because everybody is having that understanding as to you can't just sit back and just watch the Sims play you literally and 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 not spend as much time on it um because everything is a lot different so i think that you know with all the changes coming down the pipeline with everything else that's going on um that this season will definitely be more competitive man so but yeah but T-Roy, I know that you're busy and I appreciate you for being on, spending some time with me. And of course, you're invited to come back whenever you want to. Be happy to have you again. Um, if you have any more um, news you want to actually let everybody know, you know, just let me know and I'll be happy okay. to have you on. But uh, thank you. And I, <laughs> but I can't, I can't let you go without giving you the last word as usual. So that can be a song, a poem, or a shout out. Right now, the floor is yours. See, I don't remember. I think there's one game me and Cam did, and I told him, it's like, hey, you know that Ashley's probably watching this. She's probably hating us because we're basically blasting out lyrics to songs during the game, and we will never sing on her show. And he's like, well, we're just mouthing them. We're not really singing, which is a good point. Still not going to sing. Sorry. <laughs> not going to sing. But uh, I definitely want to thank you for having me on your show again. I appreciate it. Uh, also, want to thank the Baltimore Vultures locker room starting off with the highest which is you know TJ and Dr. T Pat thank you for the opportunity to have me as your GM thank you for my teammates for being very supportive of that uh, promotion for me and I'll make sure I do my best not to uh, let you guys down make you guys proud and uh, we'll be ready to come back and uh, make some noise the championship game in season 17 uh Nation, thank you guys so much for your support and i sincerely appreciate that and i'll look forward to seeing you guys soon either or uh our daves or even in the booth for sflm action sounds good man looking forward to having you again all right be safe out there you too all right all right, SFL Nation, welcome back to my second, fourth, and bold interview. Tonight's guest is the wonderful, the magnificent, Dane Craven. How are you doing? I don't think I can achieve that high bar you just set for me, but I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, one, hey, listen, you know, you've been doing a whole lot of stuff since the last time you have been on the show. I think you mentioned, yes. mm-hmm, you mentioned af- um, off camera that you know you haven't been back on the shows for like four seasons and to you i apologize but i do know you've been a busy man with coaching and everything with having your own show and all of that so yeah it turned into uh this turned into a thing turned into a kind of a big deal (laughs) Going, going from going from me with a plate of nachos going what the heck is this what did i just find to this it's uh it's been a journey yes it has been and a good one though yeah oh yeah (laughs) so for those that did not get to catch you the first time that you were ever on my show let's get some little back a little bit of background about coach the man himself so 
what is your age, your hometown, some interesting facts about you, and your favorite NFL team? Uh, age, I'm 53. Wow. Um, hometown, I actually uh, is about almost 2,000 miles away now, I think. Well, the train ride was 2,000 miles. Uh, my hometown is in Oregon and uh, uh, near Portland, near the Portland area. Uh, but now I live in Oklahoma. Been here just about a month, not quite a month. And uh, interesting fact about me, I, almost everybody knows I coached high school football for 21 years. Uh, I've worked fishing boats. I've been a limo driver. I was a UPS driver. You know, I've done all kinds of different jobs. Worked at a winery, worked on a farm, uh, did mortgages for a while. Uh, yeah, I've done all kinds of jobs the job's never really been the thing it's always been to free myself up to coach so you know um what was the last question favorite nfl favorite team NFL. Mm -hmm. uh if i'm gonna you know I, I watch college more than i watch the nfl okay. um but if i have to have a, I, probably 49ers I, I root for the 49ers all right well yeah. that's cool who's your favorite college team uh, well, the Oregon Ducks, uh, tend to root for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That's, I did live in South Dakota for seven years and they were kind of the closest team. I don't say Nebraska very loud now that I'm in Oklahoma, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I've always had a, had an affinity for Notre Dame. My father, I came along late in the family. And so uh, my father was a college coach for 40, like almost 45 years. And I didn't even know all of the people that he knew, but he 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 uh, had a, a a pretty deep connection with Notre Dame for several years, and back when they were good, and um, University of Oklahoma, and you know, and I find out all this stuff going through his stuff after he passed away. Um, but I always knew about Notre Dame, so I always kind of root for them. Um, I just like they've got a little bit higher academic standard than everybody else, so they're playing on a not a level playing field. When they're doing well, they're it's kind of fun to see. So, right. I, the tr truth be told, I I will watch any college game anywhere. Half the time, I'm watching Division Two or Division Three, uh, just because it's different. So, gotcha. That is very interesting, man. Now you said that you were kind of a jack of all trades as far as jobs go. What is your favorite? Which one was your favorite um, adventure, I should say? I would think the winery one would. I would love to work at a winery. <laughs> it was it was wasted on me. I don't drink a lot of wine. Um, <laughs> favorite? Okay. Uh, my favorite job, I didn't mention it, but this sprung out of working on fishing boats. I delivered yachts for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We'd pick them up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. It was myself and another guy. I was 20. He was like 22 and we'd pick these brand new yachts, 80 footers, 90 footers, 130 footers, you know, big boats, pick them up and take them somewhere like San Diego to drop them off. And it'd take us about 10 days because um, it's new. You're not supposed to push it too hard. Right. And the uh, the girls in the office would fill up the, the galley with food. We'd have the corporate card for fueling up and we're on this boat, this really amazing boat at sea. We'd usually push it and stop at Monterey Bay for a couple of days, 
because <laughs> the girls didn't why need, not? well the girls didn't need to know it wasn't my boat so <laughs> you know have a little bit of fun <laughs> we'd, we'd get we'd get to san diego or wherever usually it was san diego that was kind of the jumping off point a lot of the crews to pick them up. We'd get there, check into the harbor office. There'd be a plane ticket either back home or back to Seattle to pick up another boat. There'd be a check for 800 bucks, 500 bucks, depending on whatever the job was paying. That was it. That was the job. I had no expenses. Yeah, that's the best Perfect. job. It that wasn't is. sustainable. <laughs> I went, I went and met somebody and fell in love with her and she wanted me home every night. So, you know, couldn't do that job anymore but uh, that was the best job that was the best job that is dope man i love that i'm probably too i'm probably too old for that lifestyle now yeah i don't know uh, man hey listen all you're doing is driving the boat you're not come on yeah yeah i guess it's i guess it's the other part i'm too old for stop it (laughs) (laughs) i'm not not dead yet i'm not dead yet that's right that's right so tell me brian how did you find the league in the first place? Uh, sheer dumb luck. I, I had discovered I um I had discovered that you could uh, find people streaming NFL or college games or whatnot on Twitch. Uh, I didn't have cable, and uh, you know just find them wherever. And uh, one day I was uh, scrolling through, and I, I wasn't looking that close. Saw something. I, I hit the hit the button on my on my playstation remote went in the other room finished some things up and i heard i could hear the announcers i, I can't remember who i think the first game was sioux falls and um uh, I, I, I can't remember who the first game was well no I, I i yeah it was sioux falls and somebody anyway um and i hear the announcers in the other room and i'm going oh oh it's like some regional i've got some regional small college game or something these guys not bad right and I, you know, do the, my thing, and I'm gonna have a little lunch. So I, a little plate of nachos, come walk in, I sit down. I'm like, what the heck am I watching? And then my first thought is, oh, a couple of nerds are just doing commentary over this uh, over this video game. That's kind of cool. And then I'm I'm looking at the chat window, and uh, I'm going, man, that's an awful lot of people, you know. And then I ask the immortal words. I typed in the immortal words that we we have all seen what is this and people start chatting you probably put the you know that thing that but welcome to the sfl you know and uh and uh i'm going (laughs) okay that's pretty cool and i always i always ran like my sports video i always run them sim i got tired i got bored you know kicking the cpu's butt with you know my thumb thumb skills and so i always ran it that way anyway so then I said something about, I'd be curious to see the playbooks, and Andy Hamilton goes, sounds like a future coach. And here we are. So, yeah. That's great, man. And you're probably right. I probably did say something about, hey, come join us. You yeah. jump on new people so fast, it's like it's like your poi is ready to, you're waiting for it. You're ready to pounce. <laughs> but that's good, you know. The league in general is a very welcoming place, and that's part of it. That's part of what's so welcoming about it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, coach, you say that you actually coach, you know, high school, but have you played sports yourself? 
excuse me. Um, yes, I played up through I, I played football up through my freshman year of college. Uh, I had a shoulder injury going into it that we knew was a little sketchy. I made it. I didn't expect to play my freshman year. I thought I was going to redshirt, and then a couple of injuries happened, and and I was I I, I was playing. I made it through the season. I was a, a strong safety, and I made it through pretty pretty small. Even at Division Three, I was a pretty small, strong safety, about 175 pounds. And uh, that message, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keeps, so, that yeah. message didn't get through, get to my brain, and so I was, you know, launching myself into people. Mm. And uh, end of the year, I had to have shoulder surgery, and the doctor was like, "Listen, we're going to be doing this surgery every year. You keep playing football." And uh, I give it a. I yeah, well, and I knew I was never going to play on Sundays, so, um, you know, yeah. I quit there. I uh, I did. I, I went back. I was playing in South Dakota when my father had coached in in, in Sioux Falls, University of Sioux Falls, and we I went back to. Oregon, where my family was, and I did end up playing two years of college basketball. Uh, okay, uh, which I had uh, not played in high school. I was I was a wrestler in high school, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean I did everything: football, wrestling, track, baseball, all that, all the way through. That's good, man. So you've been active, so you know. You know what it takes to to be not only a teammate but to be a coach. That said, yeah. you know when you first joined Vancouver, you know you you had your brother Doug Day with you, um, and you guys have been just like brothers. I know it's not my blood, but it might as well be because you guys are like a journey yeah. at the hip. Um, and then you went over to Lone Star Glory. So tell me. What what happened in Vancouver that led you to Lone Star? Uh, it was Charles. Uh, it wasn't that I, you know, I wasn't unhappy in Vancouver. Um, it just Charles got Lone Star, mm -hmm. and he offered me coordinator position, and I I didn't know, you know, I had a few things to. Uh, for those that haven't done it, it takes a little bit to figure out how to get the playbook to do what you want and even even then it doesn't always do what you want mm -hmm. and uh and um i had just i just started coaching um well that was the first year of uh, the minors and i was doing uh, san jose and our offense was actually doing okay and it's like all right well at least i got a little bit of a feel for this and pretty comfortable with this and so um Charles offered me that spot and Charles and I talked all the time. He was one of my closer friends at Vancouver. And so, yeah, I, you know, I just, I went and they had spot for Doug too. And, uh, and away, away you go. And then a little bit of a, you know, you're learning, you got to learn, got to learn things. We, we had a up and down first part of the season, but then the offense kind of took off. And I give all the credit for that to Gerald Smith. Gerald spent a couple of hours more than once kind of helping with the ins and outs of uh 
you know, you put this formation in and it's going to dominate the playbook and you won't get the other stuff called, you know, just the little things that the vets knew and are unwilling to share. And I get it. I'm not blaming anybody, but, uh, you know, the answer you get, you're like, Hey, how do you, so, how do you do so-and-so? And they go, you got to figure that out for yourself. I'm like, fine. You know? Um, so, uh, uh yeah, you know, it, it, that's just how that, how that came about. And, uh, you know, Charles gave me a shot. And... All right. And that's good. So why did you leave? Well, why why did you leave Lone Star Gorm? Well, uh, I, I never thought I would, actually. And uh, it just, it just, we brought, uh, we brought in uh, Greg um, season before this. And, and he wanted to be an offensive coordinator. And I wasn't really ready to not be doing anything. I'd, I'd only really had a year. And, uh, uh, but, you know, Charles gave his word and, and, and that, you know, I, I respect that. Got to keep, you know, keeping your word. Um, and so I was head coach last season and frankly, didn't feel like I was doing anything. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd make suggestions and sometimes I'd take them. Sometimes I didn't. And, uh, that's fine, but, uh, I wanted to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be sitting in the captain's chair directing the ship. I wanted to be have my hand on the wheel, and uh, and so uh, opportunity came up to do that, and, and I went somewhere else. And it, it worked out. Uh, I think it worked out for the best. Kind of opened up my eyes a little bit to the possibility of being elsewhere in the league, uh, because I was probably pretty closed off to that idea. I, I didn't really want to go anywhere else. But uh, the way it's worked out, I think, has been fantastic, and I think. I think all three of us, because we're kind of a package deal, me, Doug, and, and uh, my buddy Cam Collier. Team we're going to has got spot for all of us. Uh, it's pretty exciting. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I know I can't ask you exactly where you're going because that'll be breaching the contract, but right. I kind of have an idea. I mean, I don't Do know you? for sure. I okay. think just judging by the needs of some certain teams, I think I know where you're going. But it, you know, yeah, if with a, if you if you kind of know what's going on, you kind of mm-hmm. you kind of see. Yeah, you might right. you might you can tell me later if that was uh, if you okay. if you're correct. Um, <laughs> but I was wondering how paramount was that for you, Doug, and Cam to be on the same team? If it was a situation to where they would have taken maybe one of you or mm-hmm. two of you, but not the other, would you still went to that team? Or was it important for all three of you guys to be there together? Uh, well, I, I mean, it, it was when it came up and I, you know, I tell Doug everything, right? And uh, like, yeah, probably, probably going to be leaving Lone Star. He, he, I mean, he knew. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal. And he goes, well, I go where you go. I'm like, okay. And then Cam, I've known Cam for years. He joined the league just to, to play with me, to do something with me. And so I, I, they could go, they could do anything. They, you know, they could go anywhere they wanted. A lot of people wanted Cam, um, pretty good fullback. Um, and so I, you know, I was, uh, I would, I would understood, but, um, because of the loyalty they were showing to me, I wasn't, I, you know, anyone talking to me, I said, well, I got my guys that want to come with me, you know, and there's, there were, there were some teams that were just interested in me. And, and I know Cam had some teams reach out to him and Doug had some teams reach out. And, uh, and I even, I mean, I talked to one team uh, 
And I said, I'll, I'll mop all my player and just coach if there's a spot for those guys, you know, and, and there was, we, we talked about that. Um, then ultimately it wasn't as good a fit as where we're going to go. So just loyalty. I, I, I myself have been loyal sometimes to a fault. And so it's a pretty strong streak in me. And when somebody's that, that loyal to me, I just can't, I can't, I can't betray that. So, um, no. I, and I, I definitely understand that, Coach. Yeah. You know, um, that it does build character. <clears throat> and people know that they can trust you and know that you're going to have their back ultimately. Um, fast forward kind of to um, Coach's Corner, Brian Craig. Oh, okay. Okay. So how how did you get that idea to do that? And what are some of the topics that you enjoy discussing on your show? Well, I got the idea from doing your show, um, and I just it, it just I thought well, maybe I'll just do some little thing, you know, and and it started out just a little five minute kind of re. I'd hit on a couple of games I liked. I gave had the cool award for something I thought was cool. <laughs> uh, you know, it might it might be, and I. <laughs> yeah, well, and I didn't I didn't um, you know, you threw for. 500 yards and nine touchdowns i didn't you know like somebody else is going to give me an award for that um i i you know it might be for one interception i remember uh uh kappa jones had like a hundred yard interception um one of the first shows i did and it was really cool it was really the only play he made in the game but it was a cool play so he got a cool award you know just stuff like that and and i've had i have always had people i started out as a communications major in college and um I did some broadcasting and some, uh, you know, announcing for for the, for the uh, basketball game before I started playing for the basketball team and um, stuff like that. And, and then I've had people ask me, I have people ask me all the time if I'm on the radio. No, you know, and, and when I hear my voice to me, I, it, it has kind of a nasally quality to it. It doesn't sound good, you know, um, to me. And, but, I've had enough people say that and I think I, I think on your show at one point I go, wow, I sound like my dad right now. And I always thought my dad had a good voice. So anyway, all that kind of came together. I started doing the show. Um, and here we are. Uh, I think probably a couple you know, Doug and I used to do a lot more and we're going to, we're going to start doing them again. Um, he, uh, his place in San Diego, just, he didn't have the space to really spread out and do much of anything, you know, his laptop, even just doing it on his laptop, it's like balancing on his knee, you know, now, now we've got more space, things like that. So we're going to do more. We're going to, we're going to start doing more stuff. Um, I love doing shows with, with Slim and, you know, we just, we just sit down and have a conversation. It's fun. And, and he's a, he's a really good co-host he does a good job both he and doug do a fantastic job we play off very well and that that's fun um so uh, one of my favorite episodes that i did doug and i did one uh and i we just call it the you're more than the number next to your name uh episode and we're talking about values and it's funny how quickly things have changed in the league because at that point there was some, I remember talking to some GM before the draft where we had uh, the supplemental draft 
And I, I remember just chatting with a couple of GMs. I said they were concerned about, you know, people being low value. And there are some people in the SFLM worried about coming in at such low value. And I had just finished my rookie season and I'd signed as a base copper because I because I didn't go through the draft. I re-signed with Vancouver and that was how it worked then, right? Right. Base copper. And I made the all-star game, you know, so I had a I had a fun season. I had a had a productive season and and i had started doing a show and so we started doing this thing about you know if you're just thinking about your player value and on the field stuff you're really only getting part of the experience that you can get from the league no no judgment if that's all you want or all your time allows with your life but there is so much more available and so that was a really fun show um, I, we did another, Doug and I did another show where we were just speculating and we knew he said just the goofiest stuff. We knew where everyone was going. We were talking about Lone Star and, and I'd been announced as, as the offensive coordinator. So everybody knew I was going there and, and, and I think Adam Wiseman was like, or maybe EJ Minson was like, well, we know where Doug's going, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was, that's why we're not announcing I'm an, I'm an OC with the team now because I don't want to steal a Doug's thunder. I don't want to, you know, I want to let him have some fun. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but we did, we did one where Doug was, was talking about where everyone was going to go. You know, all the free agents were going to go. And he had this thing. He was talking about Dave Axis and saying he was on a yacht with Beyonce and and James. (laughs) And I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here listening to him going, what are you talking about? And then I didn't, when I edited the show, I didn't cut off the after, I didn't cut it off in time. And so they got about 10 minutes of he and I talking afterwards. (laughs) And it was, it was funny. I, I was just like, what? the heck was that and he goes oh god i was dying you know we were laughing and everything and then i just uploaded the show and people were like did you mean to leave that in there and i was like well yeah when i heard it i thought it was kind of funny so i left it um i'm kind of going off now but the, no but it's, it's good those it's were good. fun shows well and this is anyone thinking about doing this um and we've got a lot of we got a lot of nice it's so funny because you were basically when i joined you were the only one yeah. we got dave's show we got tyler's show we got my show we've got um nelson Nelson, Nelson mm-hmm. does a nice show. Uh, uh, Christian Brown, I think, and and, uh, uh, and Benny, uh, Benny, yeah, Five. Yeah, yeah, we've got some nice shows. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone thinking about doing it, they should do it. Uh, and one of the things to me, I, my early ones, I really scripted them out because I didn't want to yes. have a lot of, I didn't want to have a lot of ums and ah, you know, and stuff in there, and they just sounded so wooden. And I just, I think we're a lot better off. So anyone think about doing it, just be yourself. If your content's good, if your if your subject matter is good, just be yourself and let it flow, and just relax and have a conversation with your listener, which is what I try to do, and mm-hmm. uh, it just flows a whole lot better. It does. It does. Yeah. All right. So, um, something that I do want to kind of ask you, Coach. In regards to the, the things that are coming down the pipeline, as far as ownership and things like that, what are your thoughts on that? What are you? What are your thoughts on the changes that have to be made? Uh, well, that's kind of a broad question. Do you have anything more specific within that, or that, like, you're, that you'd like to with, hear about? 
with the subscription prices going up and right. that possibly having effect on um playership you know players leaving things like that and even owners mm -hmm. like what are your thoughts on that well yeah uh, it, 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 unfortunately, I, I certainly I can see the perspective of someone that'd be like, "That's that's it." You know, you you got X amount of money. You know, not everybody's got a lot of extra cash. I uh, don't think that's going to get any better anytime soon. Our economy's not booming anymore. Um, uh, so you know, people are going to have to make decisions, and every little bit counts. Um, it, it's easy to argue. Well, it's just a few bucks compared to what it was, and that's true. But at some point, there's a tipping point. I think that Cam has plans and needs, and you know, uh, infrastructure needs, if you will. We just, you know, we're doing this website that costs money. Have these things that we would like to do, and he would like to do, and that's wonderful. And that does take some money. I don't know all the behind-the-scenes details. Um, I, what I will say, and 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 I know that I know that Cam and everyone else is aware of this. I the worry that I have in the back of my mind is we're still building this on a foundation of a game that is, um, well, however many years old now. You know, came out in two thousand eight, and at some point we're going to run out of Xboxes and we're going to run out of copies of the games. We're not making any more of those, and so I certainly, you know, I would hate for us to be building a house on the on the sand um that could go away at any time i know i'm not the only person that's thought of that i know that cam is aware of that i know that everyone you know everyone involved is aware of that and that's that's part of what they're doing um i'd like to i'd like to see us address that if we can somehow um, absolutely i actually plan on having cam on the show um mm -hmm. if not this week probably sometime next week mm -hmm. um you know, just kind of pick his brain. We always do like a after the yeah. season kind of thing. And there's there's a couple questions that I want to ask him that people have been asking me to ask him that kind of thing, too. So, yeah, it should be yeah. interesting. That'll be one of them. He's usually pretty good about answering those questions. And he, he gets it when, you know, when you when you ask him something in good faith, he gets it. Um, so I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I uh, you always want to know what you're getting for what you're doing. I mean, that feels a little bit of a like a mercenary attitude to have, but you, but it's 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 just a fact. It's just a reality of the circumstance that, uh, okay, well, we are paying money, so what's what's coming out of this for us? And um, yeah, I think so. I think as yeah, I think as long as you know, then it's then it's easier. This isn't the right phrase for it, but it's easier to swallow the the changes or the increases. Um, mm hmm. I, I totally understand what you mean, though. I'm just kind of curious about what your thoughts were on that. But <clears throat> tell me, Brian, how did you how did you deal with this COVID situation? And I've been kind of uh, adding to everybody, but with the did you kind of you lose your mind a little bit? Were you stuck in a house? Were you still able to kind of travel? Like, how did you do that? Well, I did whatever I darn well pleased, and I know that may may offend a few people. I mean, I, I wore masks because you know if I go into a business and they want me to wear a mask, then that's their business, and I, I can do that. Um, now we're at this point where people are of two minds about the thing. If if you're still doing it, um, I'm going somewhere else, and you may not get my business back again uh, simply because 
I, I don't need you. I can find somebody else. Uh, but for me personally, it came at a pretty big cost because uh, all of it came at a big cost because my job at the school and, and the end result was good because I'm, I'm here somewhere that I, I'm really happy to be. Um, I probably would not have left Oregon if my job hadn't gone away. And so, um, uh, you know, but I completely drained my savings living off of uh, living off my savings. Um, I this isn't a huge deal, but I was one of Oregon had a hard time with the uh, unemployment, getting some of the unemployment stuff squared away. I still have not had it. And I, I'm still I'm still uh, I'm still fighting it because there's almost a year worth of unemployment that uh, I'm supposedly owed. And uh I need a new motorcycle. So, you know, I kind of want that money. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's at the point now where it's enough of a chunk of change that they said I was due that it's kind of like, well, you know, let's see if we can solve this. But there were about 60,000 people in the state of Oregon that never got their unemployment that were, that were owed it. I was one of them, um, was able to live off my savings and off the good graces of some friends that said, Hey, come live with us. Um, you don't need to pay us rent or anything. Um, and then when we did have coaching, when we did have, uh, we had football in the spring. Um, and uh, a buddy of mine that I used to coach with um, asked me to come help out. Mm-hmm. And I actually, we had our last game. And two days later, I was on the train moving to Oklahoma. So, wow. um you know, but that worked out. It gave me a nice little infusion. I, you know, I made, you know, they paid me. I got, got a little bit of money out of that so I could have a little bit of fun on the way out here uh, by taking the train instead of just flying or whatever. And uh, so that was fine. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but yeah, it affected me a great deal. But it, um, you know, I think maybe like a lot of times in life sometimes you're able to uh make lemonade out of lemons and uh um in my case i kind of felt like i was able to do that because it did fundamentally change my life if you'd have told me three years ago or two years ago that i was going to move to oklahoma and like it i don't think i would have believed that but um it, it worked out pretty well i love the people here and i love my job and i'm having a good time so you know and that's a blessing, you know, because not everybody was as fortunate, you know, and no, you know, with, dealing with those circumstances, you know, um, losing loved ones, actually contracting it themselves and having to fight that battle and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a blessing, you know, that it didn't hit certain people, you know, too hard. Yeah, well, and I think I think that's one of the things I think, and and we're in a we're in a situation now where. You're either one or the other. You're you're red or white. You're you're black or blue. You're you're up or down. You know you can't be. There can't be. We're not doing a very good job as a whole um, having nuance. And when I when we push back, when some of us push back on some of the things that were done, we're not saying that people weren't affected by this. Both of my you know Doug and his wife both had it, and it was not it was not good for them. And uh, and I do know that we lost some people that, that we might not have that, you know, maybe something else would have done it. There's a lot of things involved with that. And I feel like you can acknowledge those things and have compassion for those things and say, we didn't do it the right way. You know, um, 
and so that's uh and and that can be true of a lot of things so it's 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 just i think we're going to look back on this time period and hopefully we can shrug it off and say all right a lot of failures there but it's how you grow from your failures it is and we've had dark times in our in our history before um and so uh you know things that we had a hard time getting through and we did so here we are and uh, what are we going to do now are we going to dwell on it are we going to move forward and do the best we can that's a great point that is a very great point man um last question once in a while i get lucky once in a while i get lucky (laughs) um so what is some advice that you would give it's kind of a two-part question what is some advice that you'd want to give to players that are looking to kind of step into that um coaching realm um for the league and then what advice would you give to the rookies as far as just basic advice on how to progress their players and how to reach out to different owners and things like that? Uh, well, okay. So you're getting into my wheelhouse. That's a lot of what I'm doing with San Jose right now. I'm not doing any of the, uh, I mean, the last two seasons, I haven't done any of the coaching uh, other than once in a while, I'll give them a little bit of advice. I'm still doing that job. And I'm using air quotes, of course, um, to kind of help try to help out uh, rookies. Um, I, I've got I've got Doug Day and Yogi Bar doing progressions for the guys, helping the guys with that. They're both really good at that, better than I am. And uh, um, and I've got some guys in the in the, I've got some guys on staff that are there just to help out just to answer questions and do things uh it's funny uh Ristelli <laughs> Ristelli uh the beginning of the year said really you've got 11 guys on your staff and I was I was like uh well you know and you look if you I, I don't know how closely you've looked but you see San Jose and there's like all these assistants you know it's kind of funny but but they're there they are there for the for the, I almost called them kids. I'm so used to coaching teenagers. I'm, I, I call rookies kids. The guys are my, some of these guys are my age. Um, they're there to help the rookies with stuff like that. And then, and then uh, the first thing I say when I get somebody is like, any questions you got, DM me. And and a lot of them do, and we'll we'll kind of talk through stuff. Um, and then the coaching part to do that. And this is a conversation we're having. It's hard. And and you you guys in Arizona know full well because Eddie's been going all by himself. It is tedious when you start out. You got to learn the a big a big way to do it is to learn how to scout and and um, just looking at the play. I mean, I'm at the play point now where I look to play and I know the play in the formation just like that. It taken a few seasons and it 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 takes a little bit and and actually working with the playbook. I also when I joined the league, I wanted to coach. I, I, in fact, I was thinking, I wasn't even thinking much about having a player. I thought, Oh, it'd be fun to try that out. I got the game. I already had a 360. I got the game and I started just messing around simming, uh, with, with that. Not exactly the same, obviously, because you only have like 10 stars on the base game. And you know, there's a few things like that. Um, but I, I started learning how to put together a playbook, and, and doing some of that. And, uh, and so that, you know, I mean, that's the advice that I have for people. Um, but it, uh, as far as wanting to get into coaching, but it, it's a little bit of an investment. The game costs more than it should because it's so popular. 
popular and so revered and um and so rare <laughs> it's harder to find Vintage. it now <laughs> yeah yeah so uh i mean the last one i got was like 30 bucks i had to replace the, the disc was scratched and uh 30 bucks to buy a used game you know yeah so um you know that that's part of the equation but for for the coaching is get in and, and learn scouting if you learn to scout you're you're very marketable you're incredible an incredible asset um that's another thing that i have at san jose i've got will todd as my director of scouting and to be honest um I, we've got some guys in there that are learning to scout but they still haven't picked up on the the grind of that yet and uh I don't think they realize how significant it is. Very. Um, about, half, about half the time, I just give the offense. I I, I give Art. I said I say this is what the defense is doing. Um, so in your sims, you know, run these coverages and. Yeah, I mean, you know, just go from there because. That's some great. That, that's some great advice, you know. And I try to you increase your draft stock by doing so by showing mm -hmm. that you can be much more than just a player because we can get players anyway, but it is how you are willing to contribute more that will have teams looking at you a little bit more and like okay yeah well this person is not only players or even if your player is not as good as it could be at least now we know that you're actually going to be trying and invest in the team and i think that's what we're actually looking for no. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't have to be. And then, you know, we've heard this other places, too. It doesn't have to be just scouting coaching. You can be doing uh, – we've got teams that do social media stuff, have a mm -hmm. lot of things with that. We've got teams that do video stuff, have a lot of – we've got a lot of really interesting things that, that again, you're, you're just – you, you kind of laugh sometimes. Like, really? We're doing that all of that with this? But, like, you know, uh, Louisiana has that Swamp Talk magazine, and, and they do all this stuff with that. and. Yes. And some of the graphics and videos that some of these guys do, we've got we've got a, a, a couple of guys on San Jose that'll do little uh, they'll do highlight videos every week just for the team. Right. And I tell them put that stuff out there so teams know you can do that. You know, I, you don't see me making videos. <laughs> that'd be that'd be awful if I would. I had no skill whatsoever. Ooh, I'm like well. a like a caveman pounding on a rock <laughs> when I'm, I'm playing around with my with my laptop. But there's a lot of ways to do that. And you're right. And and I've, I've heard it said before, and I didn't say it, but I've heard it said from a couple of people, you can build a player, but but the fit within the team and the locker room and the, what you bring. Um, and and I, I do, I have a story that illustrates that perfectly. Now, things have changed a little bit because we don't have, you know, when I came into the league, we had 17. We, I mean, well, no. Yeah, yeah. My rookie season was when they went up to 17 contract players. Okay. Um, but but still, you know, it was a, like a three round draft, and that was the biggest draft we'd had at that point, or something, I, I believe. Um, and I remember during, you know, Andy Andy Hamilton was great about saying talk to owners, you know, get your relationships with these guys, you know, ask questions, all that stuff. Um, uh, he was, you know, I knew he wanted to resign me, but he said you have to do what's best for you, all of that stuff. So I was chatting with some owners and pretty soon I start getting a little bit of, I've got people coming back because you, you remember how you, you, how if you joined the league, you'd put the position you wanted to play next to your name. You know, we didn't have the minors and all that stuff. Yes. And I, I put, I put any position or anything or something like that. Cause I didn't really, it was like whatever the team needs. Right. right. 
well, that got some interest. So I had some people talking to me there. But then the other thing was I was interested in coaching, interested in scouting. I wanted to wanted to learn that stuff. And I remember chatting with uh, Crash Combs when he was still in the league. And I really liked Crash. And I, I, I thought, Seattle, that'd be pretty good. And Crash's like, well, you're not going to be there. He said, I'd love to have you, but you're not going to be there when we pick. I go, what are you talking about? You're at the bottom you're at the bottom of the draft. You guys, he goes, yeah, you're, you're going to go top five. Like, what? Why would I go top five? And I was still thinking in terms of player value because I was only going to have like eight weeks, you know. And he's like, you're not getting it. It's not just your player value. And then I re-signed rather with, with Vancouver rather than going uh, into the draft. But now I understand. I, I might have. I might have gone, might have gone that high because of my interest in doing a little bit more and uh, and that's a big one that's a big one for a lot and you watch some of our rookies and they don't they don't all get that quite yet we haven't quite got the message through to them yet and you always, especially the last couple of seasons there's always been a couple of guys that are like why didn't i get drafted it's like well we never see you except maybe game day i don't know what you're doing in your locker room but you know it's not personal it's just it's what the league is now. There's more involvement than just showing up. If that's if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you have to understand that you're not quite as valuable as you would be um, if you were bringing more to the table. So yeah, absolutely. Now it's not to say that you you won't be chosen, but at the same time, if people don't know you and what you can do, or even just know you, period. You know, yeah. they it's it's really hard to find people, and if you're not in the chat, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know their actual um, Discord information, it's really hard to find people. And yeah. so it is good to be able to get yourself out there on these shows. You know, you have Dave Axis, you have your show, you have Netma, you have um, um, Nelson Lanzano's show mm-hmm. inside the league. So we have all these different mm-hmm. things that we can get you out there and get the person out yeah. there so that we all will know. Or do something yourself. Do, yeah, do there you, you go. Know, you know uh, that's that's good too, and that shows a little bit. Yeah, it, it it's absolutely true, and it's. I mean, there are still, I think, owners in the league that just want your player, and I'm not, not I'm not taking shots at anyone. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll I'll be critical of a way an owner does things, but I'm not. Sometimes you just you get your team. You want to make sure you have the best build value you can don't really care if they're that active you know as long as they don't ghost you on on uh, missing progression right that's all you need to know so i get that but a lot of people want a lot more than that and and even if that's all you want you need to know them a little bit because you need them to check in every week and do their progressions and we had some high profile guys last season just leave some guys that you know so it's it's still all of that all that that's just a you know that that's why if any, if any young players, new players are wondering, that's why we keep talking about that stuff. Is we we got to know you. We're putting a little bit into you, and it's so hard to win and compete if you're constantly turning your roster over, and and so you you want to know that you got people that are going to stick. And... Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brian, it was beautiful having you on the show man and please yeah, feel free to come back whenever you want to i'll be happy to have you okay um, and maybe we can go over some of these sflm games especially since you're over there controlling the sticks in uh san jose yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know 
I, I want I do want to say if if I don't if you don't mind I want to say that the SFLM is is pretty interesting to watch and and I've watched it every year just because I'm a little bit obsessed with that stuff but I'm going to be perfectly honest that first season I was banging my head against the wall a few times because we didn't have the in-season progression mm-hmm. and I mentioned this last on the last show that Slim and I did you didn't have that in-season progression so you had whatever check-ins you had and you know poor ace you know he was on my team on san yeah. jose and it was like coach i can't make some of these throws and i was like well because your throw power isn't up that high yet you know because we're because we're just getting started there were plays i just simply wouldn't use because i knew i couldn't run them right because of how the players would you know i'd have a receiver wide open the ball doinks off his hand you know can't make the catch and quarterback can't make the throw and 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 sometimes the gameplay was a little bit painful <laughs> that yeah. first season <laughs> yeah but but now with these uh builds you know the, you got some two season guys in there and the coaching the guys you've got some multi-season coaches in there that have gotten better at it too and absolutely yeah the sflm is a it's a lot of fun to watch and uh I, I, you know, I don't know if there's anyone out there that doesn't know this, but seriously, give it, a, give it a look. It's, it's pretty good. You and, should. Uh, I mean, it's almost like they're putting up some numbers like we would do in the majors, like, and they are, they are, and they're making plays. You see plays that that you didn't yes. see. Um, uh, I've seen, a, I've seen a couple. I saw a really nice interception, and I, I commented on it. And I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, dude. Um, uh, but I saw an interception. That you, you don't see, you didn't see that the first couple of seasons. But now it's pretty good, and you've seen some catches. You know, Art Vandelay is famous for a catch yes. he made the first season. Well, now we've seen guys make that catch. You know, yes. Art's not so special anymore. I'm kidding, Art. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so, you know, it, yeah, it's it it's um it's a lot of fun, and I I'm enjoying that a great deal. Awesome, man. And, I, you know, I, I, I catch every game um, that I can, whether it's in the majors or in the minors, because, you know, I, I kind of want to have an idea as to what's going on and what other teams are doing. And this recent game with, I believe it was Tacoma and Ottawa that went down to overtime. And you had people. Oh, yeah. This, they, he tried to do, uh, I think the guy, I can't remember his name. I want to say it's Brad Jones. I want to say his Brad Jones, but he went up, tried to do the Art Vanderlei catch, and the ball literally missed his fingertips. And then yeah. on Ottawa's side, I think somebody went, they tried to kick a field goal, and they missed it. It was just like, oh my God, the drama is, is real, yeah. even in the minors. So yeah. it's it's great. So if any anybody out well, there that want to watch it, about I'll the week? put it in the, the description. Oh, yeah. Well, how about the week before that when San Jose won on a Hail Mary with, yes, with time running out? Stuff like that. You know, yeah, those are storybook scripts that you can't write, and then for you to be a rookie and see yourself do that, you know, that's that's amazing. Pretty fun stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty fun stuff. But Ryan, thank you so much. I will be having you on again during this off season, okay. discussing more ideas and things like that. But I cannot let you go without giving you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem, or that can be a shout out. But right now, Brian, floor is yours. <laughs> Nothing has changed since the first time I did your show as a customer, as a, as a public service, I'm not going to sing. Dang it. Um, 
Well, I, I don't know if you missed uh, when I was on Ax- Dave Axis' show again after a while. He mm-hmm. said, where are you? And I sang the opening line to Oklahoma that, you know, that, that, that Oklahoma where the wind comes oh, from. Oh, heck no. Plane, so if you know. can sing on his um, show, then you can sing on this one. I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little bit drunk. I'd been drinking when I got on Dave's show. All I've been drinking is Mountain Dew here. So, um, shout out. I'm going to get well. I, I mentioned them briefly. I'm going to give a shout out to my um, to my coordinators and the guys doing the work for San Jose. Uh, Will Todd yeah. with the scouting, best scout in the league, um, and and frankly, just an awesome guy. Someday, Will and I are going to be on the same team uh, as players because I, I love that guy. Uh, same goes with Art Vandelay doing the offensive coordinator position and Colin Pierce who is going to be leaving the league um after after we're done um you know got a little baby and got some stuff kind of going on but they've been doing a great job I love those guys and I really appreciate all the work that they put in as well as uh Evan Lacey Van Lacey um his players named after his son um Yogi and uh Doug for doing the progressions all of those things those guys those guys are wonderful and they've been doing a heck of a lot of good work for us. And I'm, I'm blessed that they were willing to join me on this. Um, so that's, that's what I'm going to end with. Fantastic. man. Well, I'm looking forward to having you back on again. Maybe you can bring your, your brother joined at the hip, Mr. Doug Day with you. Yeah. We're Next. trying to get the same schedule because, because I've right. got, and, and I'm not ordinarily off on Monday and Tuesday, but even so he and I, have the di- a different two days off so we gotta we gotta get that figured out or else we're we're never gonna charles keep telling me we got to go into oklahoma city and go to this barbecue place like well it's not gonna happen we're not working the same schedule so we gotta gotta make that happen so yeah priorities you gotta get uh, that barbecue 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 right. i hear it's really good so <laughs> well you let me know are you planning on going to the convention too oh yeah okay oh yeah all right. Well, I'll yeah. be seeing y'all there. We can get We're, some of that Texas barbecue. I heard that's pretty good, too. Uh, yeah. Well, isn't, isn't Mike St. Green going to be uh, hooking us up at least one of those I days? I think so. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. But, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate you, honey. Be safe uh, out thank there. Thank you. Anytime. Uh, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> all right. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right, everybody. And that is it. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, special shout out and thanks goes out to Mr. Mike Tinscrew, Mr. T. Roy Gaines, and Mr. Brian Kramer for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming out, y'all. And if you want to be on the show, please don't hesitate to ask. Just hit my DMs, be able to get back at you. We can set up a time and a place to have our special time together, all right? But looking forward to bringing you all another great podcast next week. But until then, y'all, stay safe, treat each other well. Striker out.